All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the second podcast for 2020 with the strongest man under 90 kilos in the world, Naramu. I heard Penny. I hear Penny, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Even on stage, like my knees frame you up. Training. The rush of things you can still stay controlled. Fitness. All right, before we kick things off, a couple of messages from our sponsors. First of all, True Protein is unafraid to cut through the noise of an oversaturated market and break the mold to deliver authentic, all-natural products with genuine health benefits and none of the fake stuff. True have bucked the trend for expensive, overhyped, bad-tasting protein powders packed with false promises to reinvent the marketplace and create a 100% natural, delicious Quality protein with no gimmicks, nothing artificial, and a completely transparent ingredient list. You can pick up True Protein online at trueprotein.com.au and use the code PERTHFITFAM10 for an exclusive PERTHFITFAM discount. You can also buy from over 200 wholesalers or retailers right here in WA. So if you want to know the one closest to you, shoot me a message and I will point you in the the right direction. That is trueprotein.com.au. And you guys have probably seen FitFanFinder floating around my socials. FitFanFinder is a dating app for fitness singles, which was created out of demand from the fitness community who are frustrated with other online dating options. FitFanFinder's mission is to create a safe environment for fitness singles to date and establish healthy relationships centered around fitness, friendship, and fun. FitFanFinder will be available soon to download straight from the Apple Store, so stay tuned to our socials or follow them at FitFanFinder, that is F-I-N-D-R, so no E, on Instagram or Facebook to find out more. And finally, the Perfect Fan Podcast would not be complete without mentioning PerfectFan.com.au, that is our website. If you didn't already know, you can find out more about and see what's happening in the Perth fitness scene on PerthFitFan.com.au. Head there to download our podcast, read our articles, search for local fitness businesses and events. If you're a fitness business owner, you can also list on Perth Fit Fam for free. We also offer marketing courses, support, and help you crush it in business with social media. So if you're a Perth fitness enthusiast wanting to see what's up or a fitness business from Perth looking to be seen, head to perthfitfam.com.au. How's that, now? Mate, that was unbelievable. What a professional. Some of that you weren't even really reading it. You're looking oh, at the it? camera, so I'm I was thinking it's that CrossFit Games commentator skills. Yeah, true. I love it. I love it. So we've already given you the intro, but we've got a little dog who's trying to get in right now. That Sorry awesome. about that. Rich throwing in the Frenchie. What a way to kick it off. We're gonna have to bring him on the camera later. Um, so Naramu, the strongest man in the world. Under 90 kilos, Australia's strongest man, under 90 kilos, and the Axel Press world record holder, and our most requested guest for 2020, and technically outside of my wife, the first guest on the podcast. Welcome. Wow, thank you very much for having me, man. Appreciate it. And I was saying, you've got a really deep voice. You sound like Barry White in these headphones. Man, yeah, well, that's good, because I don't normally like the sound of my own voice, so um, it's good that the mic's given me some. It sounds extra crispy. So I want to kick things off. Now, you're a Kiwi. Yep. So when did you move to Australia and why? So I moved to Australia uh, in 2012. I moved okay. uh, April 1st, 2012. So I I always remember the date because um, 
It's April Fool's Day. It is. Yeah. It's and the day so, before my mum's birthday too. Yeah, that's it. So uh, every year I can put a little April Fool's joke out that we're moving home or something like that. I haven't done it for a little while now, but yep. yeah, that's how I remember. So yeah. Why'd you come over? Um, man, we uh, I was living in Auckland at the time with my wife and our daughter Layla. She was like, oh goodness, uh Two and a half or <laughs> three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And things were going all right in Auckland, but um, we just wanted a change. We just wanted to get out. And uh, my father-in-law was living here in Perth. He'd been living here for maybe, I want to say, four years, and um, he's doing really well. Plus, obviously, um, the whole mining boom thing was sort sort of happening. It was little did I know it was sort of calming down at the time, but yeah. I guess um, I mainly moved over to yeah start a new life and try to make some money um, to maybe move back to New Zealand at some stage. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so, is it on the cards? Ah uh, man, honestly, not in the near future. I was gonna maybe, say you're pretty established here now. Yeah, man, I love WA. I love Perth. It took us a while to really figure out, um, you know, what Perth was about and find cool stuff to do in Perth. Like for a long time, my wife and I we just like. Um, we hung out at the malls on the weekends. We had no friends and stuff like that. So <laughs> you hung out at the malls, man. Like, that was something cool for us to do. Was like go to the mall and get something to eat. Like we literally knew no one really apart from my father-in-law. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we made friends eventually, but I didn't. Have, I wasn't working out or anything like that. So not at all. Nah, nah. I I'd never been had a gym membership or anything like that before I moved to Perth. So. That's crazy. Yeah. So, because that was that was my next question that I wanted to find out is I knew you from the CrossFit scene, but what did you do in like growing up? Because you're obviously an extremely athletic person. Yeah. Um. So, I played rugby from when I was like five years old, or maybe four. But yeah, from when I was five years old, I played rugby, uh, rugby union, up until uh, probably about eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, then. Um, I mean, apart from that, I, I was fishing. I was just like a, uh, yeah, like a, I, we lived uh, actually on the edge of a lake where I, where I lived in um, Rotorua, New Zealand. So, yeah, I just did outdoor stuff like that. I um, also did a bit of little athletics okay. um, when I was younger. What I was your that. jam? What was oh, your main thing? I really liked long jump. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and, and discus. Okay. But, um, yeah, I actually have like not too bad. I'm not too bad at long jump, so... I just really liked long jump. I was I always used to get beat in the in the races and stuff like that. So I didn't really like them too much. But I was also not too bad at discus. All right, we just got out. Sorry, man. No, that's so you right. that's you're walking up a hill, man. Yeah, I tell everyone that it was due to me living at the bottom of a hill. Like my driveway was literally like a forty five degree incline uh, up to. Yeah, the road pretty much. So anything I wanted to do as a young kid, I had to walk up this hill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's sort of become a running joke because not many people believe me that it could have caused my big legs. But, man, that's what I run with. That and, um, oh man, I did a whole heap of like skateboarding and stuff like that as a kid. Maybe that. Yeah. yeah. So you were still like kind of active. Yeah, I was active, but uh, I just never worked out for any of the sports that I played. So like I also played rugby, uh, rugby league. Yeah, at like a pretty decent grade. Yeah, like uh, like Auckland. I played for Auckland under sixteens and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just those ball sports. Now, how old are you now? 
I'm 32 now. Oh, you are 32. 32. She'll ask me how old you were, yeah. and I'm like, I don't even think he's 30 yet. I'm 32, man. How old were you when you got married? I was. Um, <laughs> we got okay, okay. Let me work. No, no, no. I let me work you it what out. I'm going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Babe, My sorry, wife's going to kill me, but door. um, so I was, I was married on the 11th of the 11th, 2011, and it's Ooh. 2020 now. So yes. uh, it'll be nine years this year. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Awesome. Um, that's okay. We can bring him in if we need to. Okay. Yes. Um, again, we have a little French bulldog in the background. So if you guys do hear him, uh, we'll make sure he does a visit later. Um, so you mentioned that you came over for the mine. So what do you do now? Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, well, I, um, I'm an electrical draftsman. So I just sit at a computer and do electrical drawings. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, my, I haven't... I'm electrical, so I'm an electrician as a trade, uh, as as my trade. Yep. Um, electrical instrumentation. Uh, yes, I I um I actually started my electrical apprenticeship when I was like 16. So I dropped out of school, and okay, uh, yep. yeah, one holiday I dropped out of school because my art teacher wouldn't accept me to art the next year, and that was like the only thing I wanted to do at school. Yep. What were uh, you good at, like with art? Did you did the injustice mural, yeah. right? Yeah, I did the injustice mural. Like the and the one at the old gym. Yep. I just really like sort of street art. Do you think we like could that. do like a we could hundred percent do something fam. like that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can. I reckon. Oh, I should probably mention it now, actually. But um, Nar actually suggested that our backdrop be like the Perfit Fam Wall of Fame, and I thought that was an awesome idea. So of course, the first thing that went up there is yeah, the F45 Playoff Champion check, which I'm ever so proud of, um, which fell down right before we started recording. Um, but no, you've so kindly bought, we're going to speak about it later, your Injustice CrossFit Games t-shirt. Yeah, man. So that's going to be the first guest one that goes right up yeah, there. Yeah, cool. We'll open that up, which is going to be cool. And also, you are the world's strongest man, which we're about to chat yeah, about Yeah, I brought too. a photo of myself. I was like, it's probably really narcissistic, but... I don't think so. I like it. I really like that photo. I think, I think it's really, really good. So um, I'll say I'll put it on the wall. It might go on my bedside table. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> either way. Um, okay, so uh, you, your wife, um, you have three girls. I have three girls. Yep. That's a very estrogen-filled household from a it very is, man. T- yeah, from a very manly man. Yeah. Do you believe that if you have higher testosterone, you're more likely to produce females, or do you think that's a myth? Um, and I think uh, I've heard that it's karma for things you. <laughs> <laughs> you did <laughs> as a as a teen, so uh, it'll probably be something more like that. But like, I I think it is pretty. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. high testosterone. We've been discussing like it recently. I don't think I've got overly high amounts of testosterone, so mm. I reckon that we'll have a house full of boys. Yeah, yeah, but who knows? We'll find out soon. Um, how do you balance work and training? Because you obviously compete at such a high level, yeah. but you have a really tight knit family. I mean, I, I think I spent time. Definitely with you, but one year at regionals and yep. the whole Injustice crew was like one big tight family. Yes. Yeah. Um, so my wife is, man, she's literally, she's amazing. She She's the reason that I could, can't do all of this stuff. Obviously, when you become a father, uh, you, you have responsibilities, um, you know, you need to provide for your family and stuff like that. And I just couldn't, I mean, the amount of uh, time that I have to spend training, you know, um, away from the kids and stuff like that and you know late home from the gym you know uh, I have to avoid a lot of my parental responsibilities you know like picking the kids up from school 
getting them ready and stuff like that in the morning. I mean, even taking them on to little athletics and all their sporting stuff as well. Like I, I have to miss some of that sometimes uh, to train. So yeah, man, she's a huge part of how I'm able to do all of this, like all of these little selfish dreams of mine, you know? So um, how, how long, how many hours do you train a day? Um, well now for strong man, I actually don't train. Well, I don't think it's a whole lot and it's not compared to what I did for CrossFit, but I train about, uh, two and a half hours Okay. only because, um, it takes me a long time to pack, like, you know, <laughs> pack weights away, get, get weights out and stuff like that. And strong man events, especially, uh, it's not just like barbell and stuff like that. You know, you got to get the yoke and stones and platforms and so all that sort of stuff. So, yep. um, yeah, and I train four days a week. So that's actually not as much as what I see some of the CrossFitters. Like two and a half hours is just still yeah. pretty decent. But a lot of CrossFitters might almost train seven days a week because those some of those days might be like active recovery yeah. where they're swimming or running or doing something still. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, man, when we were like, so obviously I did CrossFit before. When we were training for CrossFit, I was probably overtraining, but I would do um, like double sessions five days a week. So I'd get up at... Um, well, it would be like quarter past four in the morning and I'd uh, drive to Injustice. No, sorry. I would get up at quarter to four in the morning, drive to Injustice to start training at five o'clock. Yeah. Wow. Train from five till six. So it was just a quick session in the morning, five till six, 6.15, um, go to work. Uh, yep. My work is literally only like four minutes from the old Injustice gym. Mm-hmm. So then I'd um, yeah, go to work from like six till 2.30. Mm-hmm. And then go back to the gym yep. from um, two thir- like quarter to three till like five, yeah. Yep. And then go home. And then so that was like five times a day, or five um, times a week. Is it normal for a draftsman to start work at six a.m.? Uh, so well, I was on the tools back then, so I've only okay. actually been drafting for like um, two years. That makes sense because last yeah. time I've seen you in uniform, it definitely looked like you were on the tools. Yeah, yeah. So then how was it working and having a laborious or an active job and then having to train that much as well? Um, I didn't know any different, to okay. be honest. And it was it was quite laborious. We, I work at a petrol tank farm, so we have to climb like the um, the petrol tanks and stuff like that. Yep. Work on the instruments and all of that sort of stuff. But um, we also eat quite a lot at work. Like I'd go to work, eat eat breakfast at 6 and we wouldn't really start till like 6.30 yep. then we'd be having smoke at 9.30 yep. then we'll have lunch at 12.30 and then we'd leave in, you know go to the gym at 2.30 so um, I just ate a lot yep. well yeah and I could afford to because I was you know using up so much energy so yeah especially training Didn't really, so much yeah. so you when when we first met <clears throat> you were doing CrossFit uh, back then at uh, CrossFit Morley yeah. Um, when you were just starting to make it make it on the scene here. Um, and like we said, you've even been to the CrossFit Games uh, yeah. when you were part of the adjustment team, uh, the injustice team, which is awesome. Um, so first of all, what was the experience like at the Games? Oh man, yeah, it was, uh, it was a dream come true. It was, it was amazing. It was everything that, that you see on TV. It was everything that yeah, I dreamed of. I mean, I'd never been to America as well, so... I was getting to experience like America firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, it was in Madison. So it was like, that's a really cool, cool, cool place, Madison. Like a little, I want to say it's a country town. Well, it probably is like a country in town. compared to a lot of what's out there, for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. So, and like everyone there was super nice. Um, yeah, like 
oh, I got to meet all my idols and stuff like that, you know. I got a picture with Rich Froning, uh, which I out-angled him on somehow. <laughs> Have you seen that picture? <laughs> no, but I'm going to dig it up oh, now. Oh, man. I, yeah, I, um, I'm impressed with that picture as well, yeah. I don't know how I did it, but Could you please write cool. a note for me to get the photo of Nah with Rich Froning? Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, the CrossFit Games, oh, it was... It was just so cool, man. The whole experience, you know, getting kitted out with all the gear. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, getting to see literally everyone um, as well. And um, just, yeah, being backstage, all the athletes going out on the floor, you know, seeing the, the backstage production of the whole show. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it is a show pretty much. Yeah. But no, it was so cool to, to do that and, and compete with my friends so you your goal personally was to go to regionals as an individual athlete right after this um after the games mm. i think it was um at first yeah yeah. If you, yeah so this is this is my question because i think it was at that stage for a short time after yep. but then you ventured into strongman yeah. what made you make the switch man i um i got back from the games and obviously like uh that had been the goal for like four or five years and it was a really big like training process as well like i was like i said i was going to the gym like you know 10 times a week pretty much so um i just i felt like a sense of accomplishment and like i remember thinking to myself well i don't know if i'm actually ever going to make it i was like i saw firsthand what it takes to compete as an individual yep and i don't think i I think I just felt like, you know what, I've gone to the games, I've ticked that off my bucket list. And um, so I got back and I was watching Facebook one day and um, this was when Rungo King was uh, Australia's strongest man. So I don't know how Facebook did its thing and showed me like a video of Rungo winning uh, winning and training for Australia's strongest man in 2017, yep. I think it was. I remember thinking, Was man, that at Arnold's? Um, or a different competition? I'm not. I think I'm not sure exactly. Okay. Um, so Arnold's they also run. Uh, stri- so they have like the Arnold Show. Yes. And then they have Australia's Strongest Man separate, but it's also run by the Arnold organization. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So uh, yeah, well, I think it was just the Australia's Strongest Man. I remember seeing him like he was huge, and he was lift, like carrying a a yoke with like motorbikes on the side and pulling a truck. And he was just like so big and strong and um, obviously he's Māori. Yep. And um, yeah, he was just representing and I was like, man, that's really cool. Like this Kiwi is Australia's strongest man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember just thinking, man, I really want to try that. Like, And plus I'd been exposed to some of those movements through CrossFit. Yeah. Like um, farmer's walks and yoke and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I just started searching like yeah what what was available in the area in perth yeah the competitions and stuff like that and when you started competition did you have an expectation to eventually become the world's strongest man under 90 kilos like did you go in going i'm i'm gonna you know can i compete and be the best in the world or did you just go that's kind of cool nah not at all i think when i first started um uh john champion was actually the uh, like i'm pretty sure that he was uh WA's strongest man under 90 2016 was he yeah i, I think up. so i think i'm pretty sure well he was on the scene anyway and i remember he was doing really well and i was like oh, i want to be a uh, wa strongest man under 90 yes i was like oh, that'd be really cool to be <laughs> yeah to be wa strongest man so um 
I just wanted to be WA's strongest man. And then it wasn't till, um, yeah, I won the title in 2017. WA's strongest man under 90. They were like, oh, you qualified for um, Arnold Sports Festival. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then I was like, okay, cool, what's that? And Yeah, that was 2018 like, that you went over? I went, yeah, year? yeah. So I won WA's strongest man under 90 in uh, 17. And then... Um, you qualify for the Arnold the next year. So yep. it's always uh, early, like in the first quarter of the next year. Yes. So yeah, 2018. Yeah, I went f- to my first um, Arnold Sports Festival. Did you win that one? No, I didn't. I um, I didn't. I didn't win. I came fourth. Okay. But um, I, w- I actually won an event. I won the squat event. Yes. Yeah, the squat for reps event. Yeah, which and makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> and I came second in another event, I think, or mm-hmm. third, third in the farmers. Yep. So then, um, it's a, it's a, yeah. So then I, I was, I actually thought I could win on the day. I didn't go in thinking I could win, but yeah, I remember thinking that they, like I was first after two events, or maybe even three events. I was thinking, man, I think I might be able to win this. Uh, but I didn't. I came fourth. Yep. Four fourth equal. Did you leave that like feeling disappointed, or yeah. did you leave that going, "Oh, I can actually win this"? No, nah, I was really disappointed actually. For um, yeah, for, for for a while, I remember getting back to the hotel, thinking like, "Man, I bombed, I bombed that." Like uh, now I look back, it was probably pretty harsh because I know uh the amount like the 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 amount of skill that's involved in lifting like some of the implements and mm-hmm. stuff like that so um but yeah I was gutted yeah because I thought yeah I really did think that I could win it once I was in the competition so yeah but then I I mean it spied me after that yeah. yeah so you came back in last year so I was over there for it and you won the Arnold's last year um so officially crowned australia's strongest yeah. man under 90 which is yeah. wicked um i think i've got some footage so i'll try and dig that up as well um and then before you won the world's strongest man you got the axel uh axel press clean and jerk world yeah. record which is i think my second most viewed video of yeah, all time wicked. so that one i can definitely put up which is pretty epic um and then obviously gone on this year to win the world's strongest man um what did it feel like when you got crowned the world's strongest man? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it's actually giving me goosebumps now. Yeah, it's, it took a long time. It took a long time to actually sink in because uh, the comp, I mean, it, yeah, the competition went so well. But I remember uh, when he called, like after I completed the final event and actually like I won the final event, I remember he called my name out and stuff and, I don't know. I remember like feeling like, um, like half feeling like I wanted to cry, but then just being happy. And um, then, man, I was just like over the moon. Yeah. yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Actually, like I couldn't believe that um, I went there like in my first year and just just executed exactly as we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah like managed to stay composed because pretty much at the end of the day that's all it comes down to um at those events like a lot of the guys are just as strong as one another it comes down to who can execute yeah yeah who can stay in uh, stay in you know in the game mentally and 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 execute yeah their plans stuff like that so yeah that was amazing that's so cool 
Um, what's been your highlight so far out of everything you've done? Yeah. Yeah. Um, out of out of CrossFit Games, world's strongest man, getting a world record, winning the head-to-head weightlifting competition. <laughs> at yeah, the yeah, Expo. yeah. <laughs> uh, that was that was real. That was another really cool. <laughs> Cool competition. That was fun. It was yeah. run by a really cool guy too. Yeah, and actually, th- man, that was my like. I'll get back to your question, but that was like my breakout sort of moment. And oh, um, was it? Yeah, hundred percent. Because I remember after that, um, Flex Fitness, um, like Nav, messaged me and was like, "Hey, um, my name's Nav. Um, like, would you be interested in being a um, one of our athletes?" I remember thinking, "Wow." That's that's like really cool. So yeah, that was that was like my breakout's little moment that that competition. I really should start an athletes agency. Hey, should yeah. Um, so just to give people background on that, so it was at the Perth Fitness Expo three years ago. Um, maybe four. Either way, it was yeah. three or four years ago. Whenever the last um expo was, and um I ran an a weight an Olympic weightlifting competition. Um, which was almost like 2020, 2020 big bashes for cricket. This is what it was for weightlifting. So it was a combination of establishing your heaviest snatch and then your heaviest cleaning jerk within a five-minute window each. And it was based on Sinclair. So there was no weight mm. classes. And you got a phone call or a message from me, I think at 5 a.m. in the morning because someone pulled out. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, there's a spot. You should really come up to this. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did. And I was really shocked. And then you ended up winning it. <laughs> yeah, man. That was... Uh... Oh, that was really cool. I think that's the first time I snatched 120 in competition. So, and I surprised myself with that lift too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Five cleaner jerk as well. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I remember. I think I was most stoked with that snatch because I had not long snatched 120. Like it was my max and I just managed to pull it off. So I was happy. So that aside, the biggest highlight for you, yeah. outside of getting married and having kids, yes. <laughs> um, oh man, it would just—I think it has to be um, world's strongest man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's something that I'll be able to look back on. You know, no one can take that away from you, and it's a pretty cool title and achievement. And just man, um, the whole the the whole training block. Um, our plan on like you know recovery and our flight like the flight path was pretty disrupted and stuff like that you know we we flew 32 hours i think to get there we arrived there um we arrived there like i think 36 hours before weigh-in so we had to get to sleep and um man just everything went to plan like yeah the whole competition was 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 really cool so i i definitely think uh, that has to be like my number one, closely followed probably by the world record. Um, yeah. yeah, that was really, that's also something like that I'll sort of treasure forever. Like um, I'm not done with that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was really cool. And like um, that prep also went really well. And that was like done on, on our home soil, you know, yeah. in the WA Strongman competition. Um, yeah, in front of like my friends and family, which is really cool because they don't often get to see me compete, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, those I think those two. I mean, it was really cool going to CrossFit Games. Yeah. But um, probably the fact these are fresh in my mind and stuff like that. I think definitely the uh, yeah winning world strongest man this year. It's a tough one to beat. Um, one thing before I close it off, um, 
You had one of the most shredded physiques in CrossFit. Definitely mm. the best abs I've ever seen uh, on a yeah. human being. Going for how much? Well, first of all, how much did you weigh when you did? So CrossFit? I was eighty-seven kilos. Yeah. And how much do you weigh now? But not um, in competition, like right now. Like right now, I'm about ninety-seven kilos. Okay, so there's about ten kilos difference yeah. between it. For you as an individual, do you look back going, "I wish I was shredded like I was," or do you like are you happy and comfortable having a strong man physique now? Um. Man, it took me a long time to 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 get over not having abs. Mm. <laughs> like, well, you know, having them. Um, you still have round. them, but it's yeah. not like like I I've, I've seen photos of you like weigh-ins. Yeah, yeah, at nineties, and you still had them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I love. I have to always get a photo at weigh-ins <laughs> because I don't often, you know, have that physique much anymore. But um, man, for a long time, I was. Uh, I, you know, I'd ask Max, my coach, like, "Oh, should I do some cardio? You know, just to." um to help you know keep my weight down and stuff like that and um he's like nah you 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 need to like leave at least seven hours between um your strict sessions and your cardio otherwise you're gonna lose your gains so i just trusted him and yeah it took me ages man to get over not having abs and stuff like that was a little bit body conscious for a while but um when you get stronger uh i think it definitely you know, it compensates for, for not having it. Like, yes, the increase in strength and stuff that I was getting was like really, like I enjoyed it. So it was, uh, it was an easy sacrifice to make, yeah. And now you're the world's strongest man, so who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can still pull it off a couple times a year. That's right. Yeah. That's all that matters. Um. So what's the plans from now? You've reached the pinnacle mm. of your sport within your weight class. W- where do you go from here? What do you want to do? How do you top that? Oh, um... So my my next plans are to um do a lot more Olympic weightlifting. Okay. Yeah, so obviously I'm going to the Arnold in um in March here. I wanna do that and then I wanna lift a lot more. Um would you give it a crack to yeah, actually man, I wanna, make, make Olympics or make um yeah, make com games? Like I haven't really said to many people, but I wanna make the com games twenty twenty two. Yeah. Now everyone knows, but yeah, um, <laughs> and that's why we have the Perth Fit Fan Podcast. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, so I did a bit of weightlifting um, after Christmas and stuff like that, and uh, I didn't do any strength training for it. So I pretty much just like I was uh, just practicing, mm-hmm. yeah, but not actually training the lifts and stuff like that. So I'm really keen to see what I can do when I have like a. Sp- you know, specific uh, strength training block for weightlifting and stuff like that. Would um, you, later in the year. this might be too early to ask, but um, would you drop down weight classes to do weightlifting or do you think with your current weight, you'll have the strength and the technique to be able to hit weights with a, yeah, with a um, heavier weight class? I think I'm pretty much stuck at 96 now. I don't know okay. if I could ever, like, because obviously they have a two hour weight window for uh, a weigh-in window okay. for Olympic lifting, yep. where you have 24-hour weigh-in uh, window for uh, strongman. Yep. So, yeah, um, I think I'm just going to stay around 98 kilos and stuff, and I can just water cut like a couple of kilos or something for um, for weightlifting meets and compete at 96. Okay, yep. Yeah, so that's pretty much the plan. That's so cool. Yeah. I look forward to seeing it. 20... Yeah, 
2022, I think, is the... So you'll be you'll be hitting the circuit in Perth, so I'm going to make sure that I can see you get your axle, another axle clean and jerk board record, yeah, followed man, yeah. by an Olympic weightlifting record. That's it. That's awesome. Naramu, thank you so much, bro. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. There you oh, go. Thanks for having me. The second episode of 2020. Days, like my knees frame you up. Training. The rush of things you can still stay controlled. Fitness. <laughs>